0: Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, where you'll find regular insights on what's happening in the world of local marketing from two of the brightest and occasionally irreverent minds in the industry, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's show is sponsored by Site Impact, the experts in email marketing. And now, here's your hosts, Gordon and Corey. Hello, everybody. This is Gordon Burrell and Corey Elliott. Welcome, Corey, and welcome, everybody, to our fourth podcast. We've been having a great time with these podcasts. The audience has been growing for them. We have, uh, we even have people from, like, Tanzania How many in. people
1: do we have from Tanzania? Two, two, so two. Okay.
0: But that's big for Tanzania, sure. I think, so. <laughs> anyway, we had millions from Tanzania, I think, if I've read it correctly. I don't think there is such a place You're, as Tanzania. Yeah, okay, well... Anyway, um, we are reading the reviews, and uh, we've gotten lots of great, great, great comments from folks in email. But up up on Apple iTunes, I think there was one review that gave us only three stars. They were a little bit critical, and we're sensitive to that stuff. We want to improve. And what they say
1: yeah basically they were saying that sound like everything we talked about we thought was the greatest thing ever we had a podcast on email marketing and we thought it was great
0: oh we, that was fantastic yeah best we did one on market, best podcasting. our podcast ever
1: yeah we did one on podcasting. oh that was itself. great too
0: yeah that was really <laughs> awesome
1: so, so we thought about hmm there we want to give people uh kind of a kind of a behind the scenes look at uh, what we do here at Burrell, yeah. and that we are truly critical of things.
0: Yeah, kid wanders in here, and we're going to criticize his clothing and tell him he smells funny. So, absolutely. Yeah, we are kind of critical, indeed. So you're going to get a little bit of uh, insight into how we really view certain things. And also, uh, today's uh, or podcast has an interview with Jessica Raina. Jessica's a really interesting marketer. We had a survey of uh, as a panel we run every month, and she's on the panel. It was a trivia question. Right. Tribute, ten right. Ten
1: questions. questions. She was the only one who got all ten questions right.
0: So she's a smarty.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: we have a great interview with her. So hang on for that. But let's uh, first go over these uh, these ten things. And what we're going to do is we're just going to do this rapid fire. We're going to mention ten things that are kind of in the news or being talked about, um, and then Corey's going to rate it as to whether it'll have. An effect on local advertisers?
1: Yeah, I want to make sure everyone understands we're rating it, whether we think it has an impact on the advertisers, not the media companies, but the
0: advertisers. Right. Uh, Or not. Or not. So take it away. Corey, you start.
1: Yeah, let's do a 10-point scale. Is that fine, Gordon? 10
0: points, good with me.
1: All right. Here, we're going to start with FCC. So the FCC and its possible relaxation of restrictions on audience and cross-ownership, do we think that's going to have an impact on local advertisers? One. I give it a six because if it comes to pass and if media companies take advantage, it could change some strategies on a ah,
0: local level. They could make a snowball's chance in them. They're still just going to buy based on whether the advertising works and the price. Gotcha. Okay, how about this one? Our growth chart uh, a couple of weeks ago showed audio and video ads being the most uh, in terms of being earmarked, I guess, for growth by advertisers. They were way at the top of the charts. Corey, what do you think? A big effect on advertisers? No. Two. Wait a minute, one to 10. Yeah, two. <laughs> Why? Right, because I keep preaching
1: this. It's lesson time. Every freaking time you hear about some crazy growth rate, your first question should be, What's the base? And especially in audio, the base is so small right now. So, yeah, it's going to have these crazy growth rates. Let's calm down. Wait one year.
0: I'm going to disagree. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, or nine, because there are only 11% of advertisers in our survey that are using digital video, audios, much less, I would agree. But it's coming up fast. Every advertiser's wet dream is to see themselves on TV in a commercial. Uh, now they can do it themselves and they can post it up on YouTube. What, Next.
1: About, what about these mega mergers? There's $36.6 billion t- tied up in mega mergers just in Q2. Is that going to have an effect on local advertisers?
0: I'd give it a three or four. It will have an effect because I do think there's going to be some cost effect, but for the most part, they're just going to go, eh, you know, again, they're just real practical. I
1: see, and I agree. I gave it a four. It's not really going to be felt on a local level. Few people in a community know that their are local newspapers owned by Gannett or whatever.
0: Yep. Well, here's another one. How about Facebook and Google's Crusades to save Journalism, Google News Initiative, things like that. They're throwing millions of dollars to media companies.
1: Yeah, I put that at a five. I don't know why I'm so skeptical. I look at it kind of sideways and say, Really? What's going to happen? But on the other hand, are you going to fight it? I mean,
0: we're getting old and jaded here. (laughs) I'd give it a three. Uh, I just don't think it's going to have a huge effect. I don't. And I know that's going to be disappointing to a lot of, of folks. It's interesting and it's really good to see. They're basically throwing guilt money. Uh, for having taken all the money away from media, a huge market share out. And I was saying, hey, let's see if we can help. And I think it's very noble, and I certainly wish I could say it would be a 10. But in the end, I don't see it changing a whole lot.
1: Here's a quick one. UPS is going to start Sunday delivery. Big impact, little impact?
0: (laughs) Uh, I actually think it'll have a big impact. I'd probably give it a five or six if that happens. I do.
1: Yeah, I give it a five, too, because every time something advances it to make it easier for Amazon to get in a consumer's door, the more it's going to affect local businesses.
0: I think it's going to be expected that, you know, what? You don't deliver on Sunday? It's yeah. kind of like, you know, stores not being open 24 hours these days. Here's one. Amazon's foray into advertising. Last year, the end of 2018, they did over 3 billion. dollars, And the forecast for 2022 is $38 billion. So obviously, Wall Street thinks they're going to be really big in advertising. Is that going to have an effect on advertisers?
1: I give it a seven. Good or bad, we live in an Amazon world. People can quit Facebook and flounce off of Twitter, but I think Amazon is the American consumer's heroin, man. Oh,
0: man, we... we that's very quotable. Right Thank there. you. Um, yeah, I, I I give that a really high one, too. And I give it a, a seven or eight. I think few people realize, at least in the media and marketing and advertising world, how big Amazon's going to be as an advertising uh, displacer and all the stuff happening behind the scenes. We just are not aware of it.
1: OK, here's the next one. How about this low cast lawsuit? It's the four major broadcast networks are suing low cast. They uh, stream. Air signals for free. The, the The kicker here is they're not. They call themselves a non-profit and that's how they can get away with it. Is that stuff like that going to have an impact or not an impact on oh, local
0: Wake me up when that one's over. I <laughs> have no idea. That that falls into my category of it's got to hit my email inbox and the news headlines at least a hundred times before I wake up and pay attention. Oh, to so it. you miss you miss
1: trends, that. is what you're saying?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I I don't I don't understand enough to be able to rate it. But to me, you know, it's probably going to go away.
1: Okay. I, I gave it a three anyway.
0: All right. How about this one? Newspapers deepening dive. We have newspapers declining uh, this year, I think about 16%. And in 2020, we have them declining even more, 18%. So that's pretty bad. Where's the money? Where's the money going to go? And what is that going to have an effect on advertisers? One. One? Why?
1: Well, because why does a local – remember, we're talking about local advertisers. Why do they care? Is there any local advertiser out there whose business will absolutely cl- collapse without a newspaper?
0: No. There but go. I don't agree. Uh, I'd give it a 9 or 10. I think losing that voice in, in the community is going to be really important. you got to realize it's not just a really big community like you're going to lose the Philadelphia Inquirer, Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, and things like that. It's a lot of small communities where there isn't a viable way to market outside digital. And a lot of advertisers are lost.
1: They are lost. And that, that's an opportunity. And I'm not saying it isn't going to impact a community. The journalism part will, be, will leave a crater. I'm talking specifically from the advertising part.
0: Yeah, it's one less channel. And ab- newspapers have been a very viable channel. People have that paper in their hand and they read it. And they've considered it a shopping medium as much as a news medium. And other media are not that way, with the exception of Yellow Pages.
1: Okay, next one. Nielsen, they just reached an agreement with Quotient Technology. Basically, Quotient has 5 billion transactions at retailers with more than $150 billion in sales. The data is going to be integrated across their products, so they're going to be able to connect media exposure with purchase behavior. Is this going to impact local advertisers?
0: i give it a nine. I think that's, yep. uh, that's huge. Video is probably one of the most powerful medium out there in terms of spending money now, getting results now. And once they're able to link transactional data with that, they're on a scale on, on, on par with Amazon.
1: I'm, I'm right there with you. But every time I see an advancement
0: that brings transactional
1: data closer to marketing,
0: I get excited. Here's my favorite one. Procter & Gamble's reported cuts to digital advertising, returning some uh, advertising dollars to broadcast media.
1: Is that going to affect a local advertiser? I'm going to say no. There might be some that are looking at p and as to what they're doing with their marketing dollars, but the fact that P&G is moving money around, is that really going to affect the dry cleaner?
0: I'd agree with you. I'd call it fake news. I think Ooh. it is. Yeah. Um, I think it is overstated and misunderstood. I think uh, the broadcast industry in particular has grabbed a hold of that as proof that digital doesn't work. Look, the biggest advertiser in the world. And that is not what p is saying. P&G is negotiating. With digital media to get the prices down and to do some other things. And they have a very healthy mix of both broadcast and digital. We'll never drop out of digital. I think it's misunderstood. Okay, last one. We got uh, okay. time for one the, more.
1: This last one comes from our own uh, data, and it's suggesting that local advertisers are actually starting to um, buy more uh, from more companies. Uh, before we said they were buying around eight different kinds of media types from five different companies. Now it's six and six. I'm sorry, it's less with
0: uh, with more right. companies. So they're buying they're buying more things from, but they're buying it from fewer companies. They're buying
1: less things from fewer companies.
0: Right, Ten. Ten plus. Can we go beyond ten?
1: <laughs> so it is kind of a weird one because we're asking something that they told us. Is that going to affect them? Obviously it is.
0: Yeah, I well, I think that's huge. We have a whole presentation around that called The Thinning of the Pack. I know many people have seen that, but it's basically advertisers are fed up. There's 126 individual media entities on average in every market, and advertisers have way too many choices, and the thinning in those numbers has occurred. So we're going to uh, have an interview now with um, Jessica Raina, uh, and she is just – Corey, you spoke with her. Yeah, cool. yeah,
1: I absolutely did, and she's very, very sharp uh, – Uh, Runs an agency, I think, down in Florida, I believe. Um, And has, like I said, answered all of our panel questions absolutely correctly. She's the only one who's done that so far.
0: Yep. So it's a great interview. Wait till you hear what she has to say about newspapers and radio and outdoor. Fascinating interview right after this uh, sponsor's break. Uh, Thank you to our folks at Site Impact. Today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at Site Impact, the email marketing experts. If you're not one of the 150 or so media companies working with these guys, you really should be. They're working with a number of our clients, and i got to tell you, they're pretty happy with Site Impact. Site Impact also handles agencies and media companies as well. So if you've got an email newsletter and aren't making any money off it or very little, give them a call. If you want to make money off of third-party lists... You should give these guys a call. They know everything about email marketing. Just go to siteimpact.com. That's S-I-T-E impact.com. Okay, we've got on the uh, line with us Jessica Reyna with a company called Kill Your Competition. It's an ad agency. Jessica won our trivia contest. There were 10 questions we issued to our panel a couple of months ago. She's the only one who got every single one of them right. Jessica, congratulations and welcome to the program.
2: Thanks so much, Gordon. It's great to be here.
0: Jessica, tell us a little bit about Kill Your Competition. It's an agency in what, about a half dozen markets or so?
2: Yes, uh, we're in seven markets, and we are an omnichannel and web development company.
0: And you started out in TV, right? I did. What, uh, tell us a little bit about that. What did you do in the, in the TV world?
2: Well, when I started out in TV, they were going through a flux between an uh, old company and a new company purchasing them, and so that allowed me to have a lot of exposure, and I got to get my hands into uh, Google's SEM products very early, um, actually six years after they started, as well as TV and production and other types of media.
0: So you won our contest, which means you're really smart, and you know a lot about marketing. You got all the questions, correct. Congratulations, thank you very much. But what we're seeing is the exact opposite for typical marketers. Um, more advertisers than agency folks, but agency folks also took the survey and didn't get all ten questions right. In fact, the average was, I think half. Um, but you were telling me a little earlier about a story of a company, we won't name it a television company that was selling, uh uh, ott and there were some issues there what were they
2: well now that people have the ability to buy directs you know and that there's new technology out but with ott one thing that people know that it's interesting that people are watching but the most important thing you need to ask is how are you getting your data because if you're going to be going after an audience you want to know how did they find out that is the correct audience and when I sat down with this manager who was supposed to be the expert in it and the salesperson who's obviously under pressure to sell it, at, like any other rep that I'm meeting that's talking about OTT, they were unable to answer very basic questions and explain it in a very clear and succinct way that they even felt confident about. And it got to the point where they said, well, we're going to have to contact our third party, you know, now currently owned party to find out the answers to these questions because we don't know.
0: Uh, it's fascinating because... I think it was the number one thing that advertisers told us that they really wanted from the sales rep was to have knowledge about the particular product. And there's a case where TV, a TV rep or a hoo-ha, I think you called it earlier, a <laughs> big hoo-ha at a TV <laughs> station did not know about OTT, a product that they were selling. And so, so if the advertisers don't know and the media sellers, and it's probably true across other media, TV is your favorite medium though, right? That's uh, what you favor.
2: It is definitely the most influential to drive the online uh, behavior that I want.
0: Okay. So let's go through the others. You can give me a yes or no answer here, but no, you're going to be turning off a lot of people if they're from a particular medium and you say no. Would you buy uh, Yellow Pages? No. Newspapers? No. Radio? Sparingly. Direct mail? No. Outdoor? No. Oh man, you're going to be a tough sell. Why no one?
2: <laughs> Why? We'll, we'll,
0: we'll skip radio for now, uh, but let's look at the others where you just said flat out, no, Yellow Pages, newspapers, outdoor. What's what's the problem? They, they still are powerful medium, aren't they? They still have influence.
2: Everything can have influence, but the question is, how effective is that influence? How long is it going to take that influence to produce the desired effect? And also you have to consider too, with the case of outdoor, you have ways now. There's no need to be using outdoor billboards because outdoor billboards is asking a driver to look away from the road for seven seconds to capture and remember that information, try to type in their phone while they're driving. And in seven seconds, so much can happen so quickly on a road. Um, In regards to newspaper, you're basing on the fact that you're hoping that someone will not only get the paper, but you're hoping that they will read the section you're in and down to the page you're at. We've done custom surveys with clients and their actual customers, and an overwhelming majority, a lot of times they're missing those ads.
0: Does that change for, would your opinion change if you were in a smaller market, not in the big metro market, in the fringe market that really didn't have TV coverage? um, And we're talking about a smaller local newspaper being maybe the major medium in the market, and maybe radio?
2: I think that there's times where a newspaper is going to be more effective in some markets than others. Like you said, there are hyper-local markets. For example, the Pueblo Chieftain has been really strong. But to reach the same number of people on the Pueblo Chieftain effectively is going to cost you more than it is going to be on TV, despite the locality and the... uh, Desire to see it, and a lot of times, two people buy those specialty magazines. You know, ones that are supposed to be for high-end people. But a lot of those people are just looking in there for their face in that picture at a social event or a gala, not necessarily for your product or service.
0: Let's talk about uh, non-paid media. What's your preference there when you're dealing with advertisers? Could it it could be email? It could be your own website. It could be a, a social media page or something else. What's your preference in in non-paid media when you're marketing?
2: If we're setting aside The idea that we're not going to look at the omni channel process and the see thing do care customer journey, it would definitely be social media. And the reason is, is that social media is the one out of those that people look forward to actually spending time with to engage with people they know, engage with products and services. And it gives the business or the advertiser the opportunity to actually cultivate what the conversation they want to be and also to engage with people that are already fans of their brand or their service.
0: So let me summarize. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking that you're probably really favoring TV and social media, uh, maybe OTT or other targeted forms of of television advertising, and perhaps maybe radio. And really, that's about it.
2: I would say that TV is extremely important. And we can see that not only from a local level, but even at the top level. You look at Fing and uh, you see even companies like Expedia, TripAdvisor, Wayfair. Companies that you will never walk into their store that are dependent on your online behavior are all looking to TV to drive that. And as long as you're using the correct data and the correct tools like ComScore, where you can measure that one in every four homes, every zip code, every DMA with an experienced household match and IHS Polk Automotive data, you can actually see the intent, the ability to purchase or use your product and service, their household composition, and look at people so much further along than just age, gender, and race and actually see those advanced audiences.
0: Let's talk a little advice for media companies out there. We have quite a few who listen to this podcast with the newspaper, radio, direct mail, outdoor television industries, as well as some direct advertisers. Given that the marketplace is in an awful lot of confusion because of all the array of choices in front of them, what would your recommendations be to them to kind of quell that confusion or capitalize on it?
2: Okay. The most important thing that you can do is spend at least 15 minutes a day and looking at quality sources of data. And a way you can tell if someone's a quality source of data is not only just the population size of the data that they're collecting, the process of which they're collecting it, but understanding that if they're not going to be um, dramatic about it, you know, one day this one media is going to tank and the next day they're the savior. That's a really good indicator. This might not be the data resource party for you. And if you spend that 15 minutes a day, then you know the right questions to ask. So if you want to go to an agency or you want to go to a media rep and you want to buy OTT and whatever that is that you're looking to, do, or you need to buy Google ads, whatever that is, you know, the questions that you need to ask to make sure that this is the right person who's handling that business for you. What
0: are, what are your sources? Uh, if you get stuff in email or in regular mail, what what do you read? Name three or four things that you think are very good.
2: My favorite, obviously, for TV would definitely be um, Comscore. I love Cantar. And Cantar is not necessarily one that you read unless you're an agency or a media rep, but it gives you an idea of where people are spending, what people are doing. And I've always been a fan of Veral Associates. I've actually been following your research since the mid-2000s. And the last one I would definitely say is Google has so much information out there on their own properties where they can literally tell you you know, straightforward, no questions. This is how SEO is done. This is how SEM is done. This is how video ads are done. There's Google Academy for ads. And that is for anybody. You don't have to be a media expert. So when you get conflicting information, you can go and you can verify any sort of data that's put in front of you or research piece.
0: Google Academy for ads. Is that what it is?
2: I love Google Academy for ads.
0: Cool. I just Googled it. And Google Webmaster Tools. And there it is, Academy for Ads. Uh, That's a couple of different things. But I see the Google Support uh, dot Google. All right, great. Well, Jessica, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations again on getting all the questions right on our uh, panel. And it's been a, a very informative podcast. Thanks to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Gorn.
1: Wow. I love anybody who gets that excited about data.
0: Her energy was uh, was terrific, but she was fairly critical there. I think a little maybe overly critical.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it represents a new breed of uh, digital marketers or just marketers in general,
0: really. Oh, what do you think she said about newspapers and outdoor? No,
1: no. Direct mail. No. Well, what do you think of that? Maybe. She wants an ROI. She wants a proven ROI. She talked about the importance of data. We talked about the importance of data earlier in the podcast. And I think she needs that. She wants it. She wants to see it. And she doesn't feel those other media can give it to her.
0: I think Jessica represents a new breed of uh, of marketers that probably are like the Antichrist, to traditional media pretty scary. <laughs> um, but they want, you're absolutely right. They are sort of raised on data and they have huge expectations and they don't like to mess around. But they also, I think have some, some of their own habits, which says, oh, nobody opens a Yellow Pages book, which is not true. Nobody opens a newspaper, which is not true. So I'd have to temper that a little bit right. with saying, you know, some other media works uh, pretty well in addition to television. So well, it anyway. It goes
1: back to understanding marketing.
0: Yep. So Jessica, again, thank you for uh, for being on our show. Corey, again, what a perfectly wonderful podcast. Oh,
1: Uh, Thank you. And I hope the people in Tanzania think so, too.
0: Yeah, Tanzania. So thanks, everybody. We hope you have uh, enjoyed the podcast. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Corey. Thanks. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Site Impact. If you have submissions for something you'd like Corey or Gordon to discuss, or if you'd like to be a guest on the
2: show, email the hosts at podcast at BorellAssociates.com and let them know. Thanks for listening, and remember, market well.